Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. An Erio's Original Hello and welcome to Web Crawlers. This is one of our mini episodes, which is a shorter version of our longer episodes, even though they always tend to be just as long. This is our mailbag episodes where we read your emails, your reviews, and play your voicemails. Um, first, I am Allie Siegel. <laughs> I'm Melissa Stetton. And I'm producer Maria. First, let's get into some emails. We have a bunch of them today. We do. Okay. This is from Lindsay, and it's called Honk Honk Gone Awry. Hi, ladies. I was driving home from work last week listening to the newest episode in which many honk honks were said. (laughs) When I hear the noise honk honk, I always think of a goose, maybe because I'm Canadian. Anyways, one of you said honk honk, and I interned yelled out honk honk. And right at that moment, I saw a family of Canadian geese crossing the two lane highway only a few meters in front of me. Oh my God, wow. Wow. There was a mom and a dad goose escorting a gosling across a gosling? A gosling. Across the road. So I knew they wouldn't be able to fly away. I slammed on my... A gosling's a baby goose. <laughs> Ryan, baby goose. That's so cute. Ryan, Ryan I slammed... baby goose. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, baby we, goose. <laughs> we should make a shirt that's just a picture of Ryan Gosling, and then under it, it just says Ryan, baby goose. <laughs> I love that. That's what my friend Ryan and I always call him. We always call him Baby Goose. Really? Um, I slammed on my brakes and was able to slow down enough to not hit them. And lucky there weren't any cars around me. So no danger there. Wow. Major honk honk. So yeah, honk honk. That was a strange coincidence. Stay weird, web crawlers. P.S. Canadian geese are actually total assholes. They have sharp teeth made of cartilage on the inside of their bills, and they will hiss at you as a warning to stay away. Oh, 
pissed. Well, fuck those Ew. geese. Yeah, fuck those geese. Wow. Wow. Crazy. Well, thank you, Lindsay. That's wild. Okay, this is from Lydia. Subject is killer in the fam. What is up, ladies? Uh, first off, I love the pod and daily episode really kept me sane. I never thought I'd be one to send an email, but here it is. So my grandpa's first cousin is James Urban Ruppert, who is responsible for one of the deadliest family massacres in U.S. history. Oh On God. Easter Day, 1975, in Hamilton, Ohio, he killed 11 family members, all of which were his immediate family. Oh, my God. How did the story even come up? Well, I was going to my grandparents in BFE, Ohio, and I was in the car with my grandma. We were passing the prison in the area, and my grandma, in a calm voice, says, oh, well, there's where old Jimmy Ruppert is. Obviously, I had a what-the-fuck moment, oh and then the story is further explained. When we got to my grandparents' house, I had to further question my grandpa because, duh, it's his cousin, this is where it got a little dark. My grandpa tells me that when this happened on Easter, my grandpa, one of his brothers, had to be the ones to identify the 11 bodies because they were then the closest living relatives. That really shook me. At the time, my mom was only five or six years old, but she remembers. Uh, my grandpa told me that he kind of thinks Jimmy has split personalities because he can go from being totally normal and then he will tilt his head down and start whispering and is when he is hella off. Mm. Apparently, he's also referred to as the Easter Bunny. <laughs> but honestly, that may just be my grandpa being dramatic. I mean, I don't think it's dramatic if you murder 11 of your family members. I think that's a little dramatic. Uh, the other crazy thing is that my grandpa has all of these letters that Jimmy wrote to him over the years from prison. I think he said that he never really responded to him because he had a hard time bringing himself to do so. I'm pretty, pretty positive that they still have all of them. So if I make my way down there sometime, I can look for them and see if there's anything good. Well, that's all. boy yo yo Lydia. Damn. Jesus Christ. Whoa. Damn, that's crazy. Uh, I just sent you a picture of the house. Hamilton, mom, some live in murder. Oh, my God. Yikes, man. Uh, James Ruppert sat on his bed on Easter Sunday in 1975 and gazed at his prized possession. So he had his guns. And then at 6 p.m., he opened his bedroom door and peered down the stairs to the kitchen. He could hear the giggling of his eight nieces and nephews. He could smell the sloppy joes his mother was heating on the skillet. With his rifle on his back and his revolvers tucked in his belt, he descended the stairs. When he reached the kitchen, James propped his rifle against the refrigerator and slowly raised his three fifty seven Magnum. The first shot punched a hole through his brother, brother's skull. Oh, God. Like target practice, his hand steadied. James jerked right and blew away his sister-in-law, Alma, next. He then sent bullets into his mother's chest and head as she lunged towards him. Three more squeezes of the trigger. First, David, 11, then Teresa, 9, and Carol, 13. Blood soaked the floor. James rounded the corner one by one. Uncle Jimmy plinked shots at his five remaining nieces and nephews scrambling in the living room. Leonard, 17, Michael, 16, Thomas, 15, and 12, and John, 4. Jesus. The entire slaughter took less than five minutes. Wow. And then they have a picture of like a drawing of like where everyone was found. Oh, my God. This is from WCPO.com. Wow. That's nuts. So it's Lydia's grandpa's first cousin. Right. Crazy. So anyway, this woman lives in this house now, and there's still blood stains on the floorboards. Oh, God. That's crazy. Paint over them. <laughs> okay. Next email is from Lexi Love, and the title is Gislaine Epstein Coincidence. 
Hi, web crawlers. I love your podcast so much. It's been getting me through quarantine and I'm almost done catching up with all the episodes. I wish I was there to talk about all this stuff with you guys. I find myself wanting to chime in with my own ideas while listening, but then realize I can't. The way Allie has crazy theories and then Maria just goes, Allie always cracks me up because my family does the same thing to me whenever I mention conspiracy theories, mystery and paranormal stuff. I thought I should just email you guys about my friend's theory that she sent me today while watching the Epstein doc, which is also the day Ghislaine was arrested and your podcast came out on her arrest. Coincidence? I think not. I woke up this morning to a Snapchat message. I can't believe the kids are still on Snapchat from my friend who said she has a theory that Acosta styles and dresses his kids so strangely because he knows the people he has had to work with slash against are into children. After looking into them more, I also realized there are almost no pictures of them on the internet besides that one weird picture, which I found strange since he is such a public figure now. Maybe this is also a precaution to make sure his kids are safe from the people he works with or knows of. It's possible. Also, another interesting thing I thought I would share since I just listened to your episode about Satanism was that my mom actually knew Anton LaVey's daughter, Carla LaVey, former high priestess of the Church of Satan. My mom lived in San Francisco when she was younger and her roommate's best friend dated Carla. She said that she only hung out with her a few times, but that she was pretty cool. Yeah. That's wild. Wow. Um, thank you, Lexi Love. That's interesting because remember that, oh. that picture of Alexander Acosta and his two girls? It looks like they're yeah, kind of shining. Yeah, chilling. Yeah, it's like the craziest picture I've ever seen. Yeah. Nice background, Allie. That's um, Allie's lounging. Um, <laughs> and then there's a huge picture of her smiling from ear to ear Just in the back. having a, a grand old time in a field. It's stunning, no? I think it is stunning. Honestly, I'd put that on a magazine cover. Are you in a field of rye crops? Is that ergot? Yeah. Yeah, That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, This email is from Janie. says, love the podcast. (laughs) Hi, web crawlers. I've been a fan of the pod since the very beginning. Uh, Walking my dog while cracking up hysterically is a great form of self-care. My best friend Claire is also a huge fan of the pod. And we text each other constantly about it. Shout out to Claire. What's up, what Claire? What up, Claire? I've been looking for a reason to email. And then on your most recent mailbag episode, Melissa mentioned that one of her favorite Nicolas Cage movies is The Weatherman. Well, oh, wow. Claire and I were extras in The Weatherman back in 2004. Oh, my God. That's huge. We didn't get to meet Nick because he's too big of a star. But we did meet Nicholas Holt, who plays his son in the movie. We're in the parade scene at the end, and you can totally see us if you squint your eyes. I have bright red hair, so I'm pretty easy to spot. Anyway, thanks for all you do, and keep up the good work. Please come to Chicago for a ghost tour once the corona is over. Stay weird, Janie. That's cool. You're <laughs> a Nicolas Cage movie. That's crazy. A ghost tour once the once the corona is over. Yeah. I would love that. Um, this is from Adam Winland, uh, Epstein Dalton School. Hey, listening to the pod and Allie is talking about his position at the Dalton School and how it might have been a front. Do you know who hired Jeffrey Epstein at Dalton School? William Barr's father. Right. Truly fucked. Was a 20-year-old college dropout when he was hired to teach at Dalton by the school's headmaster, Donald Barr, in the mid-1970s. Donald Barr was the father of 
current United States Attorney General William Barr, who is currently overseeing Epstein's prosecution. Yeah, I forgot that that's That's in the Filthy Rich documentary where it's Bill Barr's freaking dad. That's fucking insane, dude. He was not qualified to do so. What did he teach? What was the English? I think. I wonder, does anyone, has any one of his students come out being like, this is what kind of teacher he was or anything? I'd like to hear. I don't think so. I can't remember. I'd like to hear if he was like cool teach or if he was like, I'm sure he was cool teach. You'd think? Yeah. Ew. That's gross. Uh, This email is from Kayla. (laughs) Subject is remains of man missing since 2007 near my parents' house. Oh my god. What in the world? Hi, beautiful web crawlers. Thank you. Sensual. <laughs> okay. Back in May, the remains of a man who had been missing since 2007 were found in some woods close to where my parents live. My parents are relatively new to that area and didn't know of the case when they moved in. Uh-huh. Sure they didn't. <laughs> I did some digging and the circumstances are bizarre. Ricky Lynn Nelson was reported missing in August 2007 by his daughter. When they went to his house, they found that the door was unlocked and he had left fish baking in the oven. He had also (sighs) left his glasses and cell phone behind. A few days later, his truck was found abandoned on the side of a rural road with damage to the driver's door and two of the tires. There was evidence that he had been driving on the shoulder for some time before leaving the vehicle. Fast forward to May 2020, when his skull and ID were found by a construction worker a mile or so from where the truck was found. The weird thing is they used bloodhounds to search the area after he was reported missing and they didn't find anything. Weird. The spot where his remains were found is also really close to a few houses. It creeps me out to think that those residents may have smelled him decomposing and just assumed it was an animal. Ew. By the way, do you remember that song that was really popular by the Bloodhound Gang? Oh, you and me, baby, baby ain't, ain't nothing, nothing but mammals, so let's do it like, like they do, do on the Discovery, Discovery Channel. Channel. <laughs> <laughs> sweat, baby, sweat, baby. So put your hand down my pants and I bet you feel nuts. Wow, Allie, cool. Cool. It's a cool thing. Okay. So let's do it like this. So what? I bet they were just as shocked as we all were that that was a hit. You know, like the Bloodhound game. Yeah, same with like Tub Thumper, I bet. Do they have any other hits? No, I don't think so. No, I don't think they... (laughs) Bloodhound Gang. What's their discography? (laughs) Yeah, let's Google it. Hold on, let's see. Bloodhound Gang. Gang. We'll do a whole episode on the Bloodhound Gang and how they came to be. It was called Bad Touch, that song. Wow, there is one, two, three, four, five people in Bloodhound Gang. That's like it took too, five people to make that song. Too many cooks. <laughs> Are the Bloodhound Gang still together? Past members. Oh my god, there's so many members. Okay, of this they're band. saying they had a ton of hits. I think they're uh, German. Maybe, maybe they, they were... formed in 1988. Whoa, that's sad. Wow, so they're from Pennsylvania. Oh, really? One of their their names look weird. <laughs> What is this Foxtrot uniform? What's this? I mean, this this song is called Untis Untis Untis. 
Yeah, something's not right. Oh, they got a whole section about controversies. Mm, let's see. They had a song called Yellow Fever and anti-Asian oh, allegations. Oh no. Oh, that's not good. That's okay, not well good. they're canceled. We yeah, do not. We do not like the Bloodhound Gang. Oh my God, listen to this. The band caused controversy in 2006 when they started using a golden shower act on stage. <gasps> Would they? Well, who are they? R. Kelly? Yeah. <laughs> So the band member Jared Hasselhoff was seen urinating on the flag of Ukraine while on stage. Oh my god! Drew outrage from local politicians. Why the Ukraine? The they were in um, Kiev. Oh, they oh were in god. the Ukraine. Now that's just rude. That is so rude. All right. Well, wow, they're too edgy. I guess for me. they won't be our official band of the pod. They're canceled. <laughs> they are canceled. Okay, so this next uh, email. I have to finish. Is from- There's one more paragraph. Sorry, to this email. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened to him what made him leave his home in the middle of cooking not taking his phone or glasses not lock his door and leave his vehicle on the side of the road how did his truck get damaged my parents have a neighbor who actually had seen ricky cutting through his front yard and running on the day he was last seen Woo! who or what was he running from if he was in trouble needed help why didn't he stop and ask someone super weird anyway love you ladies keep on honking honk honk kayla Wow. Um, okay. Our next email is from Emma. The title is Lacey Peterson. <laughs> Hi, Allie, Melissa, and Maria. First of all, so obsessed with the podcast and so thankful to have it in these trying times. So it is like 8 p.m. on the 4th of July, and I'm trying to ignore the random fireworks local youth are setting off, and I started watching a series on Lacey Peterson on Hulu. Have you guys covered this story yet? No, we have no. not. We should put that on the docket. We um, I remember it from when it happened in 2002, 2003, but hadn't really thought of it in a while and suddenly must get to the bottom of this. She was eight months pregnant and disappeared on Christmas Eve. Her husband was a swarmy cheater who ended up getting found guilty. But the evidence is weird. Like she was found four months later and was apparently found wearing a maternity bra, meaning she must have given birth and the baby was outside of her and her umbilical cord was torn. It seems like she oh might God. have been held somewhere, but that doesn't seem to be anything the cops look into. Yes, I am drunk. And yes, I have like barely barely researched this, but I need you guys to get into it. (laughs) I love our listeners so much. (laughs) Let me know what you find. Fuck men. But also, is it possible this guy didn't do it and just totally sucked for lots of other reasons, but not this one? Love you guys forever. Honk, honk. (laughs) Well, that's a good point. It was not kind of what Gone Girl was based on or like the Scott Peter like his character was kind of like a Scott Peterson oh. where it was like um, oh like he was um, just like an asshole but like yeah it was like an unlikable person right. that, that how the media views you is is I mean I don't know I yeah I haven't I had something like that yeah we should do a Lacey Peterson episode because yeah we definitely should this email is from Harley it says, hello from Melbourne, Australia. Good day, mate. Melbourne, Melbourne, <laughs> Melbourne, Melbourne. Hey, y'all. Melbourne. Thanks for keeping me sane over the past few months. I've been a Patreon for a while now, but as an Aussie Patreon, I have to pay an international transaction fee, so I feel I deserve Aww. extra credit. You, you do? do? I'm sorry. That sucks. Yeah. I found your podcast over the Christmas holidays when me and my partner were traveling interstate this podcast is 10 times creepier at night while crossing the dark Australian outback. Ooh, I bet it Whoa. is. I bet Steakhouse. it is. Steakhouse. 
Out the, he was crossing the Outback Steakhouse. Bloomin' Onion. The Bloomin' Onion. Oh, I'm so hungry. <laughs> I want a Bloomin' Onion. I would love to see you guys do a series on Australian mysteries. We have Ivan Malat, The Underbelly Crimes, The Australian Bigfoot, known as a Yowie. Wow. Wowie Yowie. And even a prime minister, Harold Holt, who mysteriously went missing in 1967. Mm. Whoa, my biggest fear as a young Aussie kid was the bunyip. <laughs> when you said prime minister, and I just went, mm, it's because you prime said rib. prime minister, and then I thought prime rib. <laughs> mm, prime minister. It's just you thinking of a prime minister with a steak head. Like in yeah. Seinfeld yeah. when like, what's the male, the male got Newman, Newman. looks yeah. at Kramer as like a turkey because he's sitting in that tub of yeah. butter. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> my biggest fear as a young Aussie kid was the bunyip. What is a that? A swamp monster often described to young children in order to warn them from leaving the camping area. Oh I used to live near a working robotic version, which would scare the shit out of me. What? Uh, I'm mainly emailing because I wanted to share my mother's story. She is an indigenous woman of South Australia. As a young adult, she lived just out of the main town. One night when she was picking up her brothers from town and a mysterious light started to follow her car, it stayed within the bushes just next to the road, but the faster she went, the faster it went. She couldn't lose it. And eventually she tried. It copied her exactly. It followed her for over an hour, but frantic for her and her brother's life, she sped away. Eventually, she made it to the house and rushed her brothers inside before the light could reach her. If you ask her for the story these days, she describes the light as a holy guiding light showing her the way home. But to me, it sounds very similar to Min Min lights. What's that? Reports of Min Min are widespread throughout Australia and they are most commonly described as being fuzzy, disc-shaped lights that appear to hover in the outback Australia. Interesting. I've never heard of those. Uh, people yeah. often think of these as alien activity, and some even report going missing for periods of time after seeing these lights. I would love to uh -oh. hear your theory on this, and I would love even more to hear some Australian mysteries in your podcast. We have so much for you, more for you to discover, and I have some more stories of my own to share with you. Keep spooky, Allie. I love you. And as a gay man, I love your Instagram. Damn queen. You're all amazing. Harley. <laughs> oh, my God. Hi, Harley. I love you. I love that we have so many Australian. We're an Australian Chicago podcast. We honestly really are, which is unfortunate considered I've said that I don't think Australia exists. And we're going to do a whole Patreon episode about whether Australia exists. Well, I think people are proving <laughs> it wrong every day. I know. That's right. Unless someone, like the government, like heard you say that and now they're just like pressing hard to like get you to believe that Australia Well, one of the exists. theories is that everyone, it's like the Truman Show and that everyone <laughs> who says they're from Australia is like a hired actor. Yeah. Because there are a lot of actors from Australia. There are. Like, like Margot Robbie. Hollywood. Margot Robbie, Nicole Kidman, Naomi Watts. That's Kate true. Blanchett, they probably Russell all get paid Crow. just to say they're from Australia. Yeah, they're probably from like... <laughs> idaho or something yeah um okay this is from dana um and it's about sleep paralysis hello gals love the pod i've been listening since january but haven't had a reason to write in 
until now. I'm pretty sure I had my first experience of sleep paralysis last night and feel like it's a sort of rite of passage, which needs to be shared with my favorite supernatural conspiracy theory loving podcasters. Sorry, I just malfunctioned. (laughs) So yeah, anyways, I don't know, man. I I went to sleep like normal, but throughout the night, I was really restless and having strange dreams. I've been sleeping in the basement of our house as the AC has been broken for two weeks. So that definitely adds to the spookiness for sure. I think that there's probably mold in your basement and that that's leading to whatever happened. But <laughs> or it's we'll curing see. your, your uh, pneumonia. <laughs> pneumonia. But at some point during the middle of the night, there was this heavy pressure on my chest and shoulders and I couldn't move, oh, which no. lasted for, I think, a few minutes. And of course, the million dollar question, did I see a shadowy figure? Yes. The outline was kind of blurry, like it was shifting around at the foot of the bed. Really not a fan of that. Would not recommend. Anyways, after I thought I was awake and went upstairs to find my parents, we love quarantining with our parents. Yes, we do. And fell asleep on the couch. However, this didn't happen and was just some extended dream. Oh, my God. Crazy. Like, I could have sworn that I did go upstairs to go back to sleep, but I woke up in the morning in the basement. Oh my God, that's so scary. Oh no. It had been a while since I listened to your sleep paralysis episode, but I thought you woke up afterwards, but then I Googled and some people just go back to sleep, which I think must have happened to me. Anyways, 10 out of 10 would not recommend. It messed me up a bit. Not super looking forward to going to sleep in a few hours, but we'll see, I guess. Just thought I'd share. Big fan of the pod, though admittedly, I'm like two weeks behind at the moment. Thanks for all the amazing content and always inevitably citing aliens and ghosts as legitimate explanations. You're, of course, 100% (laughs) correct. All the best, Dana. P.S. I live in Massachusetts, like 40 minutes away from Bridgewater. If you want to assemble a Pukwudgie search team. Oh, we definitely do. We do. As soon as Corona is over, we got to do a, a know, world tour. There. It's crazy to think about. I've never really thought about this, that if you do have sleep paralysis and you do see that shadowy witch figure that doesn't she sit on your chest sometimes? Or yeah. Something like yeah. That? Isn't that what? Yep. Like how afraid afraid you'd be to go to sleep at night. Oh, my God. I would freak out ever again to go to bed. Oh, God. How horrible. I can't. We got to get that that shadowy witch on and ask her what she's doing in people's dreams. Yeah, Yeah, we should channel her. Shadowy witch, hit us up. (laughs) Um, This is a Patreon message from Aubrey. Says, hey, web crawlers. My name is Aubrey, and I freaking love your show. I've been binging all your episodes at random the past couple weeks, and I just listened to the Kalamazoo murder mini episode. I just wanted to share my experience with you regarding murder and the justice system. It's kind of a long story, so bear with me. My best friend Mike was murdered January 29th, 2011 in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Um, He was down the street from his girlfriend's house waiting for her and her mom to get home so he could go over and play board games. That was the usual thing of our friend group. We're all a bunch of nerds and love games. Uh, his car was in the parking lot of a super compare foods along with a Chinese food place and a little Caesars. Around 8.07 p.m., another vehicle, a burgundy Ford pickup truck, pulled up to his car, took out a shotgun and shot Mike in the head. Uh, I had oh been God. out of town all day with my boyfriend at the time and didn't get home until about midnight. And that's when the call came. Mike was shot. He was shot. and He's gone. He's dead. We had no idea who would have done this. The next week or so was just brutal. Uh, The police tracked down a man named Brandon Mims, a military guy, very early 20s. 
His grandfather was the one who gave his name to police, saying his grandson admitted to killing someone. And with a gun, he had gifted to him. Oh, God. Uh, Mims left the burgundy truck there and took a motorcycle to South Carolina, abandoned that, and took public transport down to Florida, where his mother resided. When police caught up with him, uh, he ran, even ripping his pant legs off his camel pants to try and disguise himself. What? He hopped over fences and was tased three times before being brought into custody. Sounds like a guilty motherfucker, right? Uh, He lived right around the corner. His roommate said he had been behaving strangely. There was gunshot residue on the window of his pickup truck where he would have to set the gun to shoot Mike. Unfortunately, Mim's grandfather passed away before the trial, so his testimony was thrown out due to the law that you have to be able to cross-examine a witness, and you can't cross-examine a dead man. There was so much evidence pointing to Mims, but the jury came back with a not guilty verdict. Mm, my God. We found out after that the jury members said it was because they didn't have enough eyewitnesses see Mims actually get into the pickup truck. One of the members of the jury even stepped down and an alternate was put in because he could not in good conscience give a not guilty verdict. What? This was a moment in my life that shaped me into who I am now. And the fact that there still isn't closure has really affected me. Mike was one of the most amazing human beings in the world. He wouldn't hurt a fly. I miss him every day and wish the justice system had come through for him. Anyway, Melissa, Allie, and Maria, you guys are the coolest, and I can't wait until I'm all caught up on the rest of your episodes. Love y'all, Aubrey. First of all, fuck, that's so sad. And that sucks that so jury members stepped down because he couldn't give them a not guilty verdict. But why don't not... Why not just say that then it's a hung then it's jury? A, then and it's then a mistrial, get- right? It's a hung jury. You can't just... I, I bet people were like bullying him and were like, we want to go home. We all think he's not guilty. And you're the one who thinks he's guilty. And you're ruining it for all of us. They probably like bullied him oh, into like being like, fine, God. forget it. I There's no way. Like that sucks. You got to... Man, if you're a juror, you got to stand up for your... Like if you believe something, you need to like... Mm-hmm. Being a juror is my worst nightmare. Like, I hope I never get called for. Jury I love duty. jury oh duty. I, start cr- I started crying when I didn't get. Oh put my on god, jury you guys duty. are crazy. I like. Are you? Would do I would anything not to love to be put on. I I had jury duty best. and I didn't get picked, and I was I was so upset. They were like, if you pay if you pay five thousand dollars a year never to not do jury duty, I would like pay that tax. Why don't you want to do? You got to do jury duty though. Too need, anxious. I just be, don't want any part of it. That's a, but people always are like, I hate jury duty. I can't do jury duty. They always try to get out of it. But we need justice. We need more level headed people on jurors. That's the thing. But like, okay, yeah, freaks. it's not for everyone. <laughs> it ain't for me, buddy. <laughs> hey there it's michelle norris i'm host of a podcast called your mama's kitchen when i travel i'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when i'm not at home and one of the things i love to do when i am at home is entertain and airbnb allows me to do that when i was in california recently i rented a house that had a great kitchen and when we were sitting around the table we're all thinking we're in someone else's house someone could be in all of our homes as well if you have a home but you're not always at home you have an airbnb your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host 
My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Uh, we have some voicemails. Let's play those babies. This is from our best friend. Hello, I'm leaving this message here for the web crawler. <laughs> this here's your buddy, Jeff. Hi, Jeff. And I was listening to your episode on the Source family. And I'll tell you what, I almost done fall out of my chair. <laughs> you start talking about them fellers in that crazy cult with that crazy music out there with them crazy vegan sandwiches. And I jumped up. I was hooting. I said, Maxie, can you, Max, that's my dog. We know him. She's a half hound, half lab. <laughs> she just turned a year old. You're going to think old Jeb is pulling your leg when I tell you what. We don't. I had not one, but two cousins that were part of that cult out there. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Jesse and his sister, Geraldine. Okay. Mm. They moved to California because Jesse was a handsome type and he thought he could make it in the motion pictures. Okay. <laughs> he thought he was going to be the next Barnaby Jones. Barnaby Jones? <laughs> so they got this here job at this restaurant, right? And Jill Dean done called me up one time and she said to me, she said, Jeff. And I said, what? <laughs> and she said, they serve a portobello burger. <laughs> ain't got no burger. <laughs> and I said, what? And she, and she said, it's just a mushroom head between two pieces of bread. And I said, Geraldine, you get out of there. Because that there's a cult. You can't call something a burger and not have any meat in it. I knew someone was up with them people right then and there. All right, she said it was, uh, uh, they, they were vegan. Now, I'm not an overly religious man, so I don't know all the terminology uh, of, of vegans and such. They started joining the cult, and everybody was having a sexy time, except for with Geraldine. Geraldine, they gave that job a phrase in those babies, because no one wanted to lay down with Geraldine. And it wasn't because she was a, a handsome woman. It was because... 
Jervain was done born with an extended tailbone. <laughs> it continues. Jeb. I seem to be disconnected from your fancy <laughs> internet radio show hamster machine. I don't know what happened. Maybe my story was a little too long. I seem sometimes they tell me I'm a little long-winded. Anyway, I wanted to tell you uh, my my story. Uh, none of the men wanted to sleep with <laughs> Geraldine uh, in the biblical sense, be- on account of um, her being a handsome woman, and she was uh, born with an extended tailbone. <laughs> which would wag every time she'd get excited. No. Well, I tell you what, growing up, boy, Christmas morning, man, her pajamas, pajamas was just going all over the place because she'd get excited to walk under the tree. He's a liar. Anyway, the leader of that there cult, Papa, Shang, Papa Shango, Papa, <laughs> Big Papa. Father Yod. Baby, uh, Papa Yoga. Papa Baby Yoga. Yoda. I don't know, but he, he got jealous of my cousin Jesse. Cause he was all muscular and, and, and whatnot. And all the ladies wanted to sleep with him. Uh, he done kicked them out of the coat and then they came back home. But my cousin Jesse got to do background acting and an episode of Magnum PI. I tell you what, we was all so proud of him, but they sang a bunch of songs back and vocals on the, on the, Just um, too much, Jeb. Uh, at least 13 of them albums that, that, that if uh, Baby Yoda put out Papa, Papa Shane, 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 yeah, they let him play the electric harps accord. I don't know what that is. I'm not a musician. Thank you, ladies, and I'll, I I look forward to more episodes. Y'all have a good night now. You heard? Bye. Jeb has abused his <laughs> voicemail. Is that Craig? Yes or no? Be honest. No, it's 100 percent not, not Craig. Craig. It's Do not we Craig. think it's P.F. Tompkins? No, no, I don't think so. No, no, no. But who, you know, Jeb, I, I, I like you, but, you know, you got to cut it off at like two minutes. <laughs> that was a four and a half minute, four and a half minute voicemail. And it's all lies. I don't know. <laughs> um, you want to play the latest, the last one we got? Because I think Allie might like it. Yeah. Oh, I would love to hear it. I think we have a couple more. I think this is the last one. Hi, uh, this is Emma. I'm calling for the web crawlers. Honk, honk. Um, I just started listening a couple months ago in quarantine, and I love you guys. Um, but this message is specifically for Allie. Um, oh, hey, girl. My brother follows you on Twitter, and you follow him, and he messaged you about me because I'm a fan. And I just think that you should... Um, date my brother. What? Because your dog doesn't approve of any of the men you're seeing. My brother's a great guy, very honorable, has <laughs> only ever been a very nice brother. So he's moving to the West Coast soon. Why don't you hit him up? He told me I wouldn't do this, but I but he didn't say don't do it. So here I am. Okay, love you guys. Wait, do you know who she's talking about? Who, who is I this? know he messaged me the other day. Um, the brother is, we can bleep out the name. Do you follow um, It's on Twitter? No, I don't follow them. And what did he message you about? He um, he just DM'd me to say that his his sister's a fan. 
and, and just basically what the message said. He's cute. He's cute, right? Yeah, he's wearing Crocs playing the guitar. What, is your dream guy? <laughs> oh, he's cute. Why don't you date him? I hear he's a great guy. Yeah, we hear he's a good brother, too. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe it's in the cars for us. A psychic told me 2021 was when I was going to find my my person. Well... Oh, he's from Chicago. Stop it, really? Come on. Oh, Allie, you should date him. Okay. Just go on one date. Is it so much to ask? I don't know if he lives in LA or not. He's moving to the West Coast soon. How do you know? Open your eyes. That's what the voicemail said. said. Oh, really? I I think I only am half listening because I'm so hungry. (laughs) (laughs) One of your ears died. (laughs) Because it's only, so I hung. only have one earbud in because Asher ate my other earbud. Oh, Asher. he didn't swallow it. He just he just ate it. Okay, we'll see what happens. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is this Jeb? Hold on a second. Oh my god, do you think he's Jeb? I don't know. Hold on. Oh, well, he doesn't listen to the podcast though. His sister listens. He sounds a little bit like Jeb. Oh, really? If he's Jeb, I will marry him. Jeb sounds a little like deeper. Yeah, I mean, I think Jeb's a character. So Jeb is a normal person playing Uh, a character. Yeah, I think, yeah, go on one date. I mean, who's counting? (laughs) Who's counting? For you when you say one. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Touche. 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 We got a couple new reviews. Oh my God, let's read them. This one is from Z-Boo-Ha-Hash. So much fun. I absolutely love this podcast with all the banter and sassiness that's flown around every minute of every episode. I only started recently, but I'm just burning through each one. Thus far, my favorite episode has been the Sleep Paralysis 2, where producer Maria's demon tried to escape. That was I was so driving crazy. to work and I started crying. I must have looked like a maniac that early in the morning, just laughing hysterically. I played it for my husband afterward and even he got scared just how demonic she sounded. Still gets me every time. And obviously all the great stories, conspiracies, there's some legit crazy-ish going on in the world. So it's awesome to dissect it without having to spend hours researching. I'll leave that to you guys. Keep up the good work, ladies. Yeah, that demon voice. Thank you. This is from Wet Green Burrito. Let's get tropical. Love the show from all the spooky, weird, and conspiratorial. You have the classic duo of hosts with the bimbo, Allie, the wild card, Melissa, and the bonus sidekick who is trying to become the main host, Maria. Damn. No, I'm not trying to become the main host. I'm I'm checked out 90% of this. Damn, dude. Double damn. All right. (laughs) All right. Well, that's all for today. All right. I like how Melissa's taking the lead because she could tell a little checked out. My friend's dog also has Parvo, and I feel so <gasps> bad, so I'm like texting Aww. her about it. Oh no. Anyways, uh yeah, so that's that's the mailbag app. If you oh as usual, email us, leave us voicemails. We love to hear them. Um what do you think you guys are gonna have for lunch? I have prosciutto in the in the in the fridge, and I Ooh. also have blue cheese. Oh, so I think on. I'm gonna have something decadent. I think I'm gonna have blue cheese and prosciutto. Anyone else know what they're gonna have for lunch? I had leftover chili. Oh, oh my god, you love to eat chili. Well, it's my leftover chili that I made. I mean, I'm sorry that I had it last night I and then chili. I'm having it today. If this was Chili's like so if this good. was like elementary school or junior high, like people would be making fun of you for eating chili every day. 
I've only eaten it yesterday and then today. <laughs> that's two Why days in a row. That's a lot of chili. For the past week. Yeah, Maria, that's, really that's weird. weird. Okay, Maria, I'm chili not. chili pants. I was going to make it earlier in the week, but then I chili didn't. So All, I right. Made it All right, yesterday. chili face. Uh, Melissa, do you know what you're eating? I also made the Barefoot Contessa's guacamole. It's so good. Oh, Have she's you ever great. made her guacamole? Oh, oh, I'll so probably good. eat a bagel, bagel and some cream cheese. I had a bagel and cream cheese in locks yesterday, and it it was like what a treat yeah what a treat a bagel is it's great it is oh oh, my god like a good bagel not those coffee beans oh no 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 like a good toasted bagel with like schmear and like some good locks and lemon that like falls apart when like you bite it it's not like you don't have to pull it it just like melts oh my god oof it's so good it is so so good good Anyways, um, <laughs> thank you for coming to our food podcast. Um, and we will we will talk to you guys intimately soon. Uh, I am Allie Blue Cheese Siegel. I'm Melissa Locks Stetton. And I'm Maria Chilihead Blasucci. <laughs> Chili Belly. Chili Belly Blasucci. All right. Bye. Bye. Original. Powered by ACAST. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone.